All right, guys, welcome back to this special edition of um, Timberwolves Talk, to say the least. Um, I'm Chris. And I'm Peyton. And uh, yeah, if you haven't watched before, we do these um, once or twice a week, usually um, recapping the previous games the Timberwolves have played. But obviously with the um, breaking news last night of Ryan Saunders being fired and Chris Finch being hired. He wasn't fired. uh, He was uh, dismissed. Yeah, dismissed. But yeah, we're going to be breaking that down today. So I guess um, we'll start out with Ryan Saunders. Ryan Saunders was uh, dismissed in quotations. What do you have to say? What do you have to say about that? Well, uh, first of all, I'd like to uh, thank Ryan for his time as the Timberwolves, and um, I just kind of like to put it out there that I've always, I've never really been a big Ryan hater. Just with the situation that he's been put in, I mean, he was dealt a losing a losing deck of cards. You, he was, he was dealt hand. a losing hand to begin with. I mean, you can't. Anyone in their right minds can't say that he was in a terrible situation. Now he might not have been, he wasn't, he let's be, let's be real. He wasn't the best head coach. He was a pretty bad head coach, but you put anyone in that situation and try to expect them to uh, succeed. It's going to be pretty hard. So that's, that's where I stand with it. And the timing, I guess, is a little questionable with me. I think if you're going to do it, why not do it earlier or at least wait until the all-star break or the trade deadline or something. It just seemed a little random with the timing. But I have no problem with uh, with the move for the Timberwolves, and I'm excited. Yeah. For the future. Um, my opinion, honestly, is is pretty similar to Peyton's. Uh, if you guys have been watching the show previously, you've known that we we actually wanted to give Ryan a chance with the healthy roster. Um, but through the past few games, it's it's been a little rough seeing them be in every single game and lose at the last minute because the offense just goes away, and you know. You, you can't have you can't expect to close out a game if you can't score in the last four minutes of a game so i mean that's ryan's side of the ball he's an offensive coach in parentheses um vanderpool is the defensive coach so obviously we're 20 we're ranked 28th in offensive efficiency right now and um we're one of the worst offenses in the league when we shouldn't be we should be one of the best offenses in the league with their weapons so we're supposed to be an offensive minded t- we're supposed to be like w- our offense is supposed to be way above our defense like it was our offense is supposed to carry us and when we're ranked 28th in the nba like it's a business man it's a business that's it's what you business. have to look at it it's not it's not fun in games man it might be a, just a game but this is a, a million dollar business and if you're a million, million dollar business you said the timberwolves are a billion dollar business timberwolves are worth over 1.3 billion right now the facts guy he's got me but um but what I, like if you're not performing you're not going to keep your job and that's just how it is and I think Ryan knows that. And I think every single person with a level head knows that this was something that was going to have to happen. And you might as well just rip off the bandaid instead of just letting, letting that wound just fester up and just get infected. Like it already is. Yeah. The the timing was a little interesting. Obviously you would expect this to happen before the season starts in the off season, or you would expect it to happen after the season because Normally, you don't see outside hires being brought in as head coaches in the middle of a season. That's just really because usually teams don't allow it. They have to grant permission for you to even speak to their coaches during the season. So that was that was uh, done by, you know, the the Raptors were gracious enough to not keep because obviously they know they love Chris Finch. They love him as a coach and they were nice enough to let him explore head coaching opportunities. So that that's the sign of a really good organization that puts people first. Yeah. and allows allows opportunity to be brought upon so i the raptors did a really respectable thing in my opinion for letting chris finch um go out and try to get that head coaching job because i mean over 
30 years of coaching, he's far overqualified to be an assistant coach at this point. He's been searching for a head coaching job for the last seven years. So it's, it's really nice to see him, to see him get one, but back to the, um, back to the Ryan Saunders thing, I guess it's important to get the facts right in this situation because so much is being put out right now on Twitter and everything. And even, even Peyton and I were talking about it last night and we said, we wanted to bring you guys the hard facts right now, the facts are presented by team personnel in interviews. From what, yeah, so, from what we know right now at um, – I don't need – my phone's not even here. What time is it? Just to give them a time on this interview. Because, like – Right now it's, it's crazy. 1.22 on the Central 22nd. standard time. And so something crazy could happen while we're filming this and we wouldn't even know. But from what we know right now, that's what we're going to try to give you. And we're going to try to give you the most factual information that you can possibly get. So – so the, the first thing with this is, is this coaching um, search has been happening for months now. And everyone has made that clear. Chris Finch and the Raptors have made that clear. They granted pres- permission months ago for, um, for Chris Finch to talk to other teams, especially the Timberwolves. This is Gerson's guy. He, he knew it was his guy. Um, I think it was just a matter of Glenn Taylor letting him pull the trigger or not on the mm-hmm. Ryan situation. And we know – the game that sparked the decision to allow the firing to happen was the Raptors game in which uh, we didn't, we allowed 11 0 run when we were up by six with four minutes left. So which that was funny. the, uh, that was the breaking point, which is funny. Cause that's Chris Finch's offensive team that he runs. And that was one of the worst offensive games I've seen from a opposing team in the Timberwolves. And that was his offense. So, <laughs> you know, you know, it, it's a good sign though. He propelled a, an 11 0 run. Exactly. There you game. go. Yeah, so that's 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 a little good into it. But yeah, so Nick Nurse said he knew um, 36 hours prior to last night when the hiring happened that Chris Finch was going to be a, the new Timberwolves coach. He knew um, the Raptors just played the Sixers last night, and he said he knew that was Chris Finch's last game. Everyone was made made note of it. So this didn't happen. You know, there's everything going over Twitter that like, Oh, Timberwolves, such a bad organization. They, uh, they fire their coach and somehow just find one magically five minutes later. When really, <laughs> this vetting has been happening for months now. And he already knew he was going to be the coach for a couple days. So it's, that's, those are the, those are some of the facts to start with, but those are the also, main facts. Yeah. But then that also opens up to speculation. How long did Ryan know about this? Did he know that 36 hours? before that these were going to be his last games or was he was he maybe were they were they waiting till after the game maybe so if he would have pulled out a win in that Knicks game would he have been fired anyway that's a big question that I have that I want to know if he would have came back from that 20 point 21 point deficit won the game there's no way they could have fired him that's what I but but this is what the facts point towards so we played was it last night we played the Knicks right last night we played the Knicks last night we played the Knicks but apparently he was made he was made apparent that he was going to be the head coach 36 hours prior to that. So you got to think that, and they said the Raptors game was the last straw. So that's probably when the firing. So Ryan knew. Place. He knew. Ryan probably, I, I would tell. This is just, I, you could we'll, tell. We'll, we'll, something we'll be, was yeah. We'll be, we'll be very clear. And when we're speculating and when yes, speculation, so I, I'm speculating Ryan probably knew in that Knicks game that no matter what he did, he was probably going to be fired just because of the timeline of 36 hours. Yeah. I would and say that that all adds up on the timeline. And you also can point toward maybe cat and for sure, actually cat, this is speculation, but catch probably knew as well that Ryan was done. 
because they're you're not going to make a decision like that without telling your superstar so when cat made his comments that he was here to stay he obviously i guess speculate like he obviously just he was saying like because if he didn't say that people are going to be like all right so ryan cat is ryan's guy where ryan is cat's guy and if he's gone maybe cat's gonna leave so cat had to put it out there that i want to stay here i want to build my legacy here just to like, so that wouldn't even be speculated. Which is very, it's it's very comforting to hear as a Timberwolves fan, obviously, because that 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 tweet, or well, it was it was a post post game um, press conference, but mm-hmm. it was very it was very good to hear that because that pretty much entails that he's on board for the firing and that he wants to keep going with the organization. So we're all really happy about that. That means cats for sure, at least here through his contract, and um, that's. That's good news. That's really good news to hear that he's going to, I mean, we guys, the team without cat is nothing. You've seen these. Yeah. The, the reason we've been in these games is because is because of cats fourth quarters. So he's, yeah. that's he's, it's great to hear. He's but, really, oh, you go, you go. I was just going to say too. Um, I don't know. There's also like some speculation on how Ryan's going to get home from uh, <laughs> New York. And um we, we there hasn't been anything about how he got home but darren wolfson we've had him on the podcast a couple times thinks he's just gonna have to take a commercial flight back home so i mean that's that is tough and a lot of, another thing i want to touch in a lot of yeah a lot of people are questioning our organization and saying that that's a shady move that's like dumping your girlfriend and then having a new girlfriend like a day later like obviously there's something shady going on and I just wouldn't say it's shady. I'd say that's just the business of the NBA and any business you're in. Like you're not going to fire your guy unless you have a backup plan. Yeah. The, the shady part to me, I mean, there was no, there's no shadiness. This is just how firings and hirings go. Like you they, can't have a good firing. Like you can't have like a, a fire. Yeah, they're like, Oh, like, that was, that's the way to fire a guy. Like everyone's happy. Like obviously the only thing that was bad about it was they told Ron, I think Glenn, Glenn went on the, um, Glenn did an interview with Darren Wolfson on their on his Score North podcast, in which Glenn said he he there's no thought of firing Ryan. Like Ryan's going to be the coach for the rest of the season. So I think that was probably the that was the unkept promise in the situation. But guys, the amount of times teams franchise make promises that aren't kept is they there's probably hundreds of times each year. Like it's. It's yeah. just the way it goes. The it's like the Texans saying they're not going to trade Deshaun Watson right now, when in all reality, Deshaun Watson is getting traded. Yeah, it's just what, the way it goes. I mean, okay. So, do you want Glenn Taylor to say, actually, yeah, we're looking into um, we're looking into different coaches right now, and we're probably going to fire Ryan by the end of the month. Like, obviously, he's not going to say that. He just doesn't yeah. want to have any. He doesn't want to like stir the pot at all. So, it, unless yeah. it was a hundred percent, he didn't want to say like, he didn't want to like just have any speculation. So I guess that's just what he said. And it might've been shady, but that's the only thing that's really shady them talking and bringing a new coach so early. I don't think, I don't see that as shady at all. I see that as business. And as a Timberwolves fan, that's what we want. We want them to be confident with this guy. Like, obviously if they're going to go out and hire a guy from a different team on a multi-year deal, this is their guy. Like this is the guy they wanted. And I don't want them to wait until next season to try to get him. Like, let's just, or even the all-star break. That was the other thing. Um, fans were mad about is why not give Ryan to the all-star break to accumulate some more losses. And first of all, Peyton and I are both heavily on the train of, we want to win. We're sick of seeing losses. We're sick of seeing top draft picks. We want to win. So I don't, I don't like tanking is my last priority. Plus the, we, 
we've been through the NBA lottery. We don't have to do it again. Like we countless people have, you know, commented on our videos talking about the NBA lottery and then it's just not even worth talking. It's about. not even worth talking about. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. So we're, we're, we want to win. So I like this move. I like this move, bring in the new system right now. Let them have, you know, a couple experiment games. Like this is going to be new to everyone. This is like the yeah. Clippers game of last year. Um, oh, it's going to be new to everyone. And over the all-star break, that's when you dive deep into it and learn the offense. And yep. you're only going to have about a week to do it, but at least you have that break to do it. Cause if, if you hired him at the beginning, of the all-star break that leaves no room for games to be played with him and for anything to happen. Like it, it, it leaves out game adaptability. You're not going to be able to, there's going to be able to be mistakes made in these games coming up and mistakes inside the system. But if you just waited till the all-star break, you're going to have to wait to learn the whole new system on paper and won't even be able to try it out until the first game to see if it works and get the kinks out. So I, I like this. Yeah, I like it as well. And I just don't, just don't, um, like, why wait? If you know what you're going to do, you know what you want to do. Why keep postponing it? Just if if it works out like this, and this is how Gerson sees it, saw it working out, and it his guy was available, and he got the go from Glenn Taylor, let's just – I'm almost seeing it as kind of just a long preseason for next year. Because yeah. this year, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't think we're going to make the playoffs. I don't think we have that big of a chance. But let's get some wins. Let's start building up the culture. Let's get everyone used to this new season. Let's get everyone then, excited for the next season. Seriously, yeah. And then, like, we don't have to do this all next offseason. We can get all the kinks out this season. And then next year, we're all used to the system, and we can just go. There's going to be no learning curve. If we would have hired him in the offseason, then there would be a few games where, like, all right, now it's the learning curve. They got to get this offense. But now they have this whole rest of the season to do it. Maybe get a few good guys in the offseason. Then we can just go next season. Like I don't know about I don't know about you guys in, in the in the comments and watching the video, but the Raptors' offense the past like ten games has looked like one of the best offenses in the league. They're they're ranked even with their slow start. They're ranked eighth in offensive efficiency right now. And you take away that slow start, they're top five. So I don't know about you guys, but I would like to see this team run a Raptors like offense. I think that would be a great change instead of just high ball picks and no one moving. Yeah. So. I, I'm excited. I think everyone in the Minnesota fan base should be excited because the culture I think is changing finally. I think Gerson is doing Gerson's wiping out the old Timberwolves. We just gotta wait for Glenn to sell the team and then the culture has officially changed. But Gerson's finally making all his changes. Get he already got his players. Now he's got his coach. I'm I'm excited. It's this is why Gerson. we brought Gerson in. This is his team now. This is yeah. his system and now there's no more excuses there's no more oh he doesn't have his coach oh he doesn't have the right players he's got everything and now now we can go to work and there's a reason why we brought him in to change this this uh franchise around and now he's got everything lined up so yeah so i'd say so now we got we laid all the facts out for you guys you know the you know the background now so i, I think what i want to do is talk about ryan saunders first let's get our opinions on what went wrong? What went wrong? First of all, with Ryan Saunders. All right. So, do you want me to start it off with? Uh, yeah. What I. So with Ryan, um, I just think it was a bad situation, and I think that he got he. It was a dream come true for him, man. As a kid, he always wanted to be the head coach of the Timberwolves, but I think it just happened a little too early. I think that he wasn't ready for it, and I think he knew that, and I think he was just he. From what I hear about Ryan, man, he just seems like one of the most stand-up dudes that there is. 
So for Dane Moore, Dane Moore lost his job last year because of the pandemic. And he said before he even told his parents he lost his job, Ryan called him and had a 45-minute conversation with him about it. Like, that's just a stand-up guy. And, I mean, you just hate to see this happen to him, but you know he's going to be a fighter. You know he's going to come back from this. He's not, he's not out of the NBA. He's going to get a job. He's proven himself. And he's probably going to be a head coach down the line someday, I think. Yeah, and I – I would I couldn't agree more with you. I everything we've heard from Ryan Saunders over the even when he wasn't a head coach, even when when Flip and Tibbs were still the coach. I mean, Ryan was like everyone loved Ryan in the organization. All the players loved him. All the coaches loved him, and that's the reason he even got the opportunity yep. to be the head coach in the first place was because everyone saw how much the players liked him. And I think it's just it's too bad because he was a good player development coach. I mean, he was in Washington training Bradley Beal and John Wall. I mean, that's, you can't ask for two better players in their primes. And now he helped cat get to where he is today too. So I think I, there's no doubt in my mind that he'll find another job very quickly and it won't be a head coaching job for probably 10 to 15 years down the line. Um, it, it's just the way it is, man. You got to work your way up. You're 34 years old. And, um, yeah. You got a, you're one of the youngest coaches in North American sports history. First of all, you, yeah. you are the youngest coach right now. Well, was, was, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm excited for Ryan's future. I think he's got a bright future ahead of him. He's a good basketball mind, but you know, right now it is a business and the Timberwolves need to see winning because yeah. their, their franchise has never seen winning besides 2004 and 2017. So. And just one thing I want to touch on, man, it just, it kind of felt like he was in an abusive relationship here. I mean, he couldn't do anything right. No matter what he did, the fans are always just coming for his head. I mean, it honestly, for him, it probably just feels kind of like a relief. Like he's just kind of like, all right, like this night start somewhere. This nightmare is over. I can finally just relax. Like I don't have to worry about losing my job every single night. Like I don't have to go into a game. Imagine, imagine that burden. Like, you know that the organization is looking for a new head coach and you're supposed to go out there and try to win games. Are you kidding me? It's tough. And your best, like your best two players aren't even in there. Like it's just a terrible situation. And I, I bet right now he's just like, yeah, it's going to hurt for a couple of days, but he knows, he knows that yeah, this he, is what's best for him. He had, a, he had obviously had a couple of days to prepare to for the firing. So, I mean, I, I, you know, I, I do like Ryan. I do. I like, I wish we could keep him in the organization as a player development coach, but it's just you sadly you going from a head coach. It's like going from a boss to an employee. It just doesn't work at that firm because like you, you've already earned your respect as a boss. So you can't, it'd be hard to see yourself answering. You can't go back down. No, it's impossible. You can't go back. Cause you imagine can't go back down the totem pole. Imagine going to practice and like having to listen to a guy do your job. Like, no, that just doesn't, it doesn't work like that. And people that like, I saw someone on Twitter being like, it's a, it's a shame that the Timberwolves didn't like reassign him within the organization. And I'm like, he did, probably did not. He, he would not, deny that even if they he did. He really didn't want to. That's like getting cut from the team and them asking you to be a manager. Yeah. Like, obviously it is. It, that's exactly what it is. And some people sure, but most people with pride, they're not going to want to do that. And he's just going to want to get on with his career. And he probably is going to want to get on with his career far away from Minnesota. Cause now he can finally be out of his father's shadow. Now he can go do his own thing. Yeah. And obviously, you know, his, his roots are in Minnesota, which is tough. So it, he, you know, that's just the way it goes though. He's going to hopefully relocate somewhere warm. Maybe, you know, yeah. I would love that for him. Go somewhere warm, maybe 
try to get on the Lakers or Clippers staff somewhere. Um, no, I'd say take the year off, man. He's making him. He's making millions of dollars. Take the dang year off. Yeah, you know he. Take a he, vacation. he deserves it, man. He deserves a mental rest from this <laughs> the horrific season that has been taking from place. us. I mean, we've ridiculed him. Yeah, not unfairly. Like he. he deserves- no, we've been one of the fairest to Ryan out of everyone. But for sure, like, I mean, just he just needs to get far away from it, not even think about basketball. I wouldn't, if I was him, I wouldn't watch a Timberwolves game the rest of the year. So, yeah, I think the assessment of the Ryan Saunders era is he was almost forced into this position because of his father, which is unfair to him and unfair to the fans. And then he was judged by his father, by his father's legacy. Legacy. He could never get out of his father's shadow. That's the problem. It's kind of like Michael Jordan's sons. Like, they're always just going to be compared to him no matter what happens to them. Yeah. And I mean, it, it's tough. It's tough having a successful dad. That's why it's going to be so tough for Bronny. I think trying to make it, make an NBA career, man. Cause your, your dad's one of the, one of the argued greatest of all time players. So it's, it's going to be hard to live up to expectations. Yeah, you never, like you, you rarely see sons. No, you really don't. You I mean, Curry, don't. I guess. Um, Ken Griffey that like there's not many sons that end up being as good as their dads yeah I mean yeah it's it's just the way it goes so I guess moving on well first I wanted to say too what do you want to see the Timberwolves do from here on out to the next offseason and to the beginning of the next season so yeah I kind of touched on it already I want to see I want to see him experiment I want to see give the give the reins to uh, Finch and just let him do what he needs to do. He needs to get used to being a head coach in the NBA. He's never done it before. He's been a G League head coach. He's been an international head coach. He's never been a head coach. So, And I think he's really walking into the most perfect situation that you can be as a head coach. He's kind of our savior. Everyone's A lot of leeway. A lot of leeway. And he's got, I mean, two top eight rookies. I would say Jaden McDaniels is a top eight rookie. He'll make, he'll make either he'll, – he, I think he's going to make all rookie second team for sure. Oh, he will. Yeah, I mean, NBA ranked him t- number 10, but I think he, I think he's top eight. And then you got Anthony Edwards, who's top two. So you got that young talent. You got a top, top 15, 20 to 15. When health, when healthy, when healthy, people call him a top 15 big in the league or a top 15 player in the league. Top three big in the league. Yes. Yes. So, I mean, and then you got a potentially superstar capable point guard in D'Lo that needs just revitalization in an offense that works for him. And then you got the shooter Malik, who's potentially, I guess on the trade wire, but I don't believe that you have Malik, you have, and people are wanting you to tank. So you are in a win, win, win. If you start winning games, people are going to be happy. But if you, if you don't have success, people are going to be like, I mean, it's, look at this well, yeah, it'll be like Ryan Saunders first, you know, after Tibbs got fired in the middle of the season, he just had the rest of the season to just, play it out with the team but finch he can do whatever he wants this season and no one's i'm not gonna care if we lose or like if we win he's he's our savior if we lose like oh it's experimenting you know it's people learning the offense and you saw you know how long it took this timberwolves team to finally start meshing together since that humongous trade and i i think they have i think they finally built chemistry because i mean you, you look at these past six games guys we played very good teams we played the clippers lakers raptors um the knicks are a playoff team this year we're gonna have to play the bucks tomorrow um those are really good teams at the moment and we we were in every single one of those games and you can make the argument that we should have won every single one of those games at a point so i mean 
this has been the best stretch, even though we're on a losing streak. Like this is this has been the best stretch of the Timberwolves all year, I'd say. Like we've been playing so well. And I mean, it hasn't been pretty all the time, but there's been some amazing like quarters of basketball, amazing halves of basketball, amazing dunks. I mean, we didn't even touch on that Anthony Edwards dunk. But we'll talk about that later. We can talk about that later. But I think the last domino that needs to fall in order for the culture to finally be changed is Kevin Garnett and his crew buying the team. And obviously there is insane beef with Kevin Garnett and um, Glenn Taylor. We we could get into that for an hour. Um, That could be a separate video. Yeah, it's basically, you know, they they hate each other. KG was promised um, coaching or ownership after – and Glenn gave it to Thibodeau and Scott Lehman. So that's the whole um, ordeal with that. But I think if KG can buy the team, and I know we'll keep it in Minnesota. Now, first of all, we get to retire KG's number, which will finally have a real finally. retired number um, besides Flip Saunders and sadly Malik Seeley, who passed during the season. But that would be cool just to have a, our greatest player in history own our organization and he has the mentality. He has the winning mentality, which I think is something Glenn Taylor has never had throughout his ownership. He's not a basketball mind. No. So I think that's the last domino that needs to fall. And I think hopefully the team, you know, once, um, once COVID uh, slows down a little bit and um, prices, you know, it, it's, it's tough because you got to think of the economy right now, trying to buy a basketball team. It, it's hard to sell and buy because everyone's trying to buy low and Glenn's trying to sell high. So it's, it's tough because you don't want to sell your organization for an under undervalued number, but it needs to happen this off season in order for things to start sloping up. So I, I, I really, that's my biggest uh, domino I want to fall. Yeah. But I mean, I, I just, I, I think for now we can be, we can be happy with, what's happening. oh yeah this is a celebrate this is a celebratory episode for sure <laughs> yeah so i mean so now that we're past ryan i mean i guess we just want to say thank you to ryan thank you to Wish ryan the best but one last there's a little elephant in the room that a lot of people are angry about um is vanderpool not getting the uh interim head coaching position and for me at least i think that's silly i think it's silly as a timberwolves fan that you would want that and I know that he's probably a great guy. He's probably a great coach. But I just that that would just be just a pause in the process. That would just be it would just wouldn't make any sense. If you can go get your guy right now, you go do that. You don't you're not gonna wait this year um, with Vanderpool as the interim when you know you're not gonna hire him on a long term deal. Yeah. And I think for anyone that just doesn't make any sense. So what my, my opinion on that is, you know, they, they've had Chris Finch in, in the works for a while, and obviously that's the guy Gerson wants. He wants to change Minnesota's culture into that Houston Rockets-type culture of making the playoffs every year and trying to win a chip. Um, so if you keep Vanderpool as, you know, as head coach, is that just keeping the same – that's keeping the same energy, I think, that we have at the moment in the locker room still there. I think if you bring in a new face and a new personality – that's when that's when culture shifts and i think i think it's good because vanderpool right now as is i would i would label him an associate head coach for the reason of he runs the defense and you know chris finch is going to run the offense so i i look at those two obviously chris finch is going to have the final say 
but they're they 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 can coexist and both be head coaches in their own realm. So it's not like Vanderpool is losing anything. Honestly, at the moment he's probably gaining a lot of responsibility of, you know, relaying the Fitch like what's been happening, giving yep. him info, team yep. info, players, and he's going to have a huge job still in this organization. You know, I hope we keep him on the coaching staff then in the next few years too cuz I really like him. Our defense guys has been surprisingly good for some reason this year out of out of everything we thought this defense was going to be it's been it's been, it's been brighter than the offense but it's and still bottom third of the league yeah and you know <laughs> that that can be fixed though it's it, that can i think that can be fixed and we found a couple really good defensive players in vandy and you know mcdaniels is the best defensive rookie at the moment and one of the best wing defenders in the league so we have the talent it's just we need the culture shift we need the new faces in. we need we need to we owe it to Gerson to give him what he needs and what he wants. We owe him an opportunity, and this is his opportunity. For sure. And, yeah, just like the interim – like that's what happened with Ryan. He was the interim head coach. But and then they just him extended up. him. So would another interim head coach just – I don't know. It just – I get people like – people want to see Vanderpool be the head coach, but it just doesn't make any sense when – in the off season anyway, we were going to go get a new guy. Yeah. And his, his, like I said, I think, I think his, his job title actually is associate head coach right yes. now. He, he guys, he's, he's a int, in like, he's an integral part of this coaching staff. He is, he runs the defense. That is huge. So he's, he's going to have a big role going forward. He's always going to have a big role. That's not, not going to be taken away with him at all, but getting to Chris Finch, we can, uh, I'll, I'd like to hear your opinion on the hiring and if you like it, what are your thoughts on it? So for me, I haven't, um, I didn't know anything about Chris Finch until last night. And I know you do. I knew you kind of knew who he was. You kind of knew he was a potential candidate for the job. Yeah. So I'm coming at this from a completely outsider thing from what I've, from what I've read about him. It just seems like he is an offensive minded guru. He just, he's very smart offensively. And when you combine that with our roster, I think that's going to be a great fit. And um, I was reading about him in uh, Denver and how a lot of people credit him for Jokic and Murray really coming out and becoming the superstars that they are. And when you kind of look at Kat and Jokic, you can compare them. And then uh, Murray and like Anthony Edwards, you can compare them. So I think he has a lot of experience with the type of roster that we have. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited. And he's a winner, man. He won the D league championship. Um, he has head coaching experience, just not in the NBA. And you look at his recent, um, the recent franchises he's been with, those are all winning franchises, maybe not the Pelicans, but the rest of them are all like organizations that know how to win. And we need to bring that into the Minnesota Timbers. We need to bring winning in and change the culture. So I'm happy yeah. with it. I'm, happy. I'm I, same here. You know, he coached um, his, his coaching career, I think did start in uh, great Britain actually. And then he was a coach in Belgium for a little bit, finally made his way into the NBA realm when he was a D league coach. He won D league coach of the year, won a D league championship. Um, that's where he kind of got his start into the NBA. And that's where he, um, he arrived at the Pelicans who at the time were, a very good roster um they had drew holiday they had anthony davis and um that's when demarcus cousins was an mvp candidate um so he is credited for a lot of ad's development 
a lot of that team's success on offense. And he kind of made that twin towers idea work um, offensively there for them. Uh, As you said, he's also with the nuggets too. Um, the 2017 nuggets, which um, were the team we beat in the play in game to go to the playoffs. And that team though, was kind of the start of, you could tell that nuggets team was going to be a perennial playoff team, you know, that season. Um, Obviously most recently with the Raptors, the offense, course is good um you know any anybody under nick nurse and anybody that um nick nurse gives credit to i trust wholeheartedly because nick nurse in my opinion is the the brightest coach in the nba right now i think he's i think he's the best coach in the nba um so i mean you saw nick nurse's parting interview he's not obviously not happy he lost um chris finch but he said he deserved the starting job he deserves to be a head coach um so I'm I'm extremely happy with the hire. It's Gerson's guy. He he yeah. coached in Houston for a little bit. Um and he's had success everywhere he's went. He's he's had a winning team legitimately everywhere he's went. So you, I, I would hope that wouldn't slow down now. I, I, I can hope he can bring us to to a winning record eventually next season. Um but yeah, he's got a lot to work with. He's got a, he's got the youngest roster in the NBA to make into something. He's got he's he's got like four or five Anthony Davis's Jokic's Murray's he's got, he's got a lot of project players that he can really make something special of. So I'm really excited. Um, obviously, you know, a lot of people want Kenny Atkinson because of the D low connection. Um, no, I, I, I think, uh, after hearing more and reading more about Chris Finch, even just last night, I knew a little bit about him before as Peyton said, but I read deeply on him last night. I he's, he's my top candidate for sure. Yeah. And it just, it's just, it's just so exciting, man, to have that, to have something to be excited about. Cause I was texting Chris, um, after, right after the next game. And I was like, dude, I don't even know what to talk about on the next Timberwolves talk because it's just the same shit. Every single, every <laughs> single game. Like I don't even, there's no new topics we can talk about. There's just a, there's always, we go down early. There's a massive comeback. And we, we can't take talk the lead about and we blow the game. Rubio blowing the game because he, we've already talked about that six times. <laughs> So like, I, I was honestly like, I don't even know if we should have a Timberwolves talk because I don't know what to talk about. And then boom, the Wolves. It was bomb. so out of the blue, dude. I thought it was fake when I got the notification. When I saw, when I saw the Woj tweet, because I have his Twitter notifications on, I saw it on my phone while I was doing homework. And I'm like, wait, this actually, like I was, because no one thought he was going to get fired this season. And it yeah. said, Ryan Saunders been dismissed from the Timberwolves. And I, like the way they worded it though, too, the dismissed, I'm like, I was like, I was like, what does that mean? Like, does that mean he's going to be like, take a two week leave or what, uh, what's going to happen? <laughs> but no, he's like, just say fired. Why do you yeah. have to say dismissed? Well, I love how they also posted a graphic. Like, thank you, Ryan. Imagine me getting fired from big guys barbecue for like <laughs> for being late or something. Then they like post something on Facebook. Thank you, Peyton, for your, uh, for your years of service. What are you? <laughs> Well, that's more so like that would be you doing something like that'd just be you doing poorly at your job and then yeah. making you me sucking at serving and like just messing up. And then they're like, thank you for what you've done here. <laughs> like what? Like, that, I, that comment thread um, was not not pro Ryan. I could tell you that that comment thread was a, a W chain. And I think it's the kids call it these days. Well, I'm just kind of happy now. These fans like now now they can shut up now. Now they're, they can't blame every freaking game on Ryan because he's gone. True. He's gone. True. You're done. Like now, now what? How long does it take these fans to turn on Chris Finch? I saw someone um, comment on the Timberwolves post of when they hired him. 
that said, uh, I don't know about this guy, but I think we should fire him already. And I thought that was funny because that's basically what's going to be. If he starts losing games, everyone's going to jump ship already. And that's just why I hate the fan base of the Timberwolves. Yeah, it's, it's, it, you know, I think they made the fan base like this though. And yeah. in, in their defense, they, like Minnesota sports guys, if, if you're not from Minnesota or don't like any other team besides the, the Timberwolves, it's, it's a, it's a story of like, everyone gets super excited and everyone like the teams are great. Um, actually the Vikings and the twins are one of the two of the most winningest organizations in their respective sports, but obviously the Vikings have no championships to show for it. The twins haven't won a championship since 91 and they have lost 18 straight playoff games. Um, it's and obviously the Timberwolves just haven't, <laughs> haven't had anything. So it's, it's tough. These fans won't need something and yeah, they need something. They need something, and hopefully one of these teams can bring them something because they, think, they don't deserve to be down like this. I think Finchie can be the guy. I think that's what we're going to call him going forward is Finchie, and um, I'm excited because for us, I mean, we're an up-and-coming podcast. I wouldn't, I don't know if I'd say up-and-coming, but we're, we just started in this podcast game, and we plan on doing this for years to come. I don't know, I don't know how long, but I could see myself doing this once a week for a, at least 10 years man why not i mean the yeah i mean peyton and i would like we've it's easy we don't hoping to apply for internships with the wolves we, we're hoping to maybe do this as a as a job hopefully like that's the whole point of you know wanting to do this is like we we want to do this as a job but in order for us to do that we need a winning people team. interested in the wolves so it's it's nice when like there's good vibes and good energy so that's, I'm, we're really happy right now yeah, that's kind of the point I was going at. Like, this is like, it's a new era for the Wolves, but it's also kind of a new, this is our era. This is the basshole era of the Wolves. Like, this is, yeah. this is when we're, this is when we plan on blowing up or starting up. This is it right now. So, like, for me, it's just very exciting to see something positive finally happen. And yeah, I, I agree. Um, but yeah, that was the, uh, that was the giant news last night but i guess the news that kind of got left behind is the uh the new york knicks so i guess you know we we love recapping the game so let's do one for for the sake of ryan saunders and ryan saunders memory let's recap the Knicks game well well even before that let's go to a positive ryan saunders moment and something that he had nothing to do with but it was still a positive (laughs) thing while he was the head coach um the anthony edwards dunk oh man might be the best dunk i have ever seen in my whole life i saw a meme actually that um last night and because obviously they were playing the raptors and chris finch was there at the game and he's like that that's why chris finch chose to become the timberwolves coach was that dunk right there i mean dude that was one of the greatest dunks i've ever seen when i saw and i i can finally say i saw it live like i saw it live i didn't see it live i jumped out of my seat he murdered him it was like sometimes like when there's a poster you're like oh yeah i don't know if that was a poster like yeah he kind of bodied him but he didn't he didn't catch the full body dude that was (laughs) full-on murder (laughs) and dude the funny thing is like he had so much room to spare like it wasn't like a blake griffin dunk where he threw threw it in he oh he was he was high he could have he could have put his elbow in the rim imagine imagine if you would have elbow dunked him and just held his like he could have done that that's how high he was yeah. I mean, like, I, I, I don't know what to say. Like, I'm sorry, Yuda. Like, I don't, I'm sorry. It's, 
dude, I think the most disrespectful part was too. He, he slams on him and just rides him. Did you, you see he rode him at the end? And then he looks up and just starts laughing. Like, yeah, he started he watched himself do the dunk on the <laughs> That's hilarious. And dude, like this isn't the first dunk he's had. Like he his dunk on McDermott, like that was like that was almost like dunk of the year. Yeah, dude, he gets he gets a poster every the amount of missed posters him and Jade McDaniels have too is is another topic for discussion, but he at least gets one like every single game. Yeah, I would be like I'd be scared to jump against him. Yeah, he he's a he's a high I wonder what his vertical is. It it might be it, it could be over 40. It's either oh, high 30s or over 40s. Got to be. Got to be. And um so, yeah, know, that was in, sadly though we lost that game. Yeah, whatever. We don't. We don't. That was the last era. This is the start of the new era. But I guess the last, um, the last game of the old Timberwolves era. This is sad. This is sad. This is the last. Uh, it's the last. The last loss. Ryan Saunders game. This is the last uh, fourth quarter lead we can ever talk about being blown. The last, maybe the last <laughs> loss we'll ever talk about. So, I guess we should give it the the, the justice that it deserves. Um, the New York Knicks. If you're gonna tell me that in the beginning of the season that we were going to lose to the New York Knicks. I would say, yeah, you're probably right. But, um, <laughs> but realistically losing to the Knicks is tough, but they're actually a decent yeah. team. That's what we forget. They're a good NBA team. They're not great. And I don't, I don't know if they'll make the playoffs. But... They're, they're a great defensive team. I'll give them that third and third and defensive rating. They're a great defensive team. I mean, it looks like the Timberwolves roster when we had Jimmy Butler, they have, they even have freaking Taj Gibson out there. Like, dude, <laughs> Thibodeau, he literally, like, so when I saw D-Rose was traded to the Knicks, I didn't even, like, it didn't even cross my mind that Thibodeau was the head coach there. And I was like, why would they want D-Rose? And then it clicked last night, and I was like, oh, that makes That's why they want sense. D-Rose. He just follows him around. It's kind of creepy, honestly, at this point. Yeah, I guess they just got the, they got the connection. But, like, so – this was a classic Timberwolves game. We uh we went out on like an 8-0 run or an 8-2 run. Yep. Um, then, you know, we completely shut off and the Knicks dropped. I don't even know how many points in that quarter, but they eventually got up to a 21-point lead because our offense just stalled out. And then uh, I don't know why we're so such a good third freaking quarter team, but we <laughs> we somehow come back from twenty a 21-point deficit on like a 20 to – I think it was a 23 to five run. Um, we eventually take the lead in the fourth by one point. And that's that end game was classic. Like that was classic Timberwolves, classic blown. Um, classic Rubio. We're doing good. You know, cat's hot. You think we're going to feed cat every single time. Um, so we're up one at this point. Yep. Ricky Rubio. Who had a good game, by the way, besides the fourth quarter. Like well, he always does this. Shots. He always he does this. Let us just tell him he has a good game. He always has to. Oh, Ricky had a good game, but but he but he took a one-legged floater, and the Knicks get the rebound, and I think we fouled Julius Randall yep. if I'm correctly. We fouled him. They Did took the one-point lead. Um, Actually, what what happened after that? How do we? Because there was another possession before Ricky Rubio dribbling all around. So the, what yeah, shot? So we, to, oh, it was the cat. Yeah cat floater it was a good shot like I'll, it was I'll a good give shot. Him that shot but if you look at it closely the doubled team came and beasley was wide open for a three and I, i'm gonna live with a cat double yeah, team shot because exactly. malik malik's kind of been pissing me off in fourth quarters too lately when he takes those crazy threes when we really just need a quick two yeah um but yeah so at, th- at this point we're 
we're down by four, I think with like 20 seconds left. So there's a, you know, we hit a three and we play the foul game and hopefully, you know, get another shot at the, at, at least have a time the game, at least have a shot at tying the game. I think it was very plausible that we could hit a three in that situation, but Ricky Rubio decides out of a timeout. So I don't know if this was Ryan or Ricky or a combo of both. I think Ryan was just kind of like, I'm out of here anyway. Why not just give it to Ricky and see what happens? Ricky dribbles in a full circle for 12 seconds of the game clock. So think about this. He's dribbling the ball up the court. He, he curves all the way around the basket up to the top again, hands it to Jaden McDaniels at the, at the free throw line. And he's like, okay, I got to shoot. There's five seconds left in the game. So he shoots and obviously misses because it's a terrible shot. And I'm just astounded. Like, I, I couldn't believe my, I couldn't believe what just happened. <laughs> Such a bad... Okay. But what happened? When did Ricky uh, shoot free throws? I think we missed that. Oh, we, we missed him. So that's the thing. It wouldn't have been a four point game. Cause R- Ricky took a horrible shot. Luckily it was a foul. I don't even think it was a foul on the play, but that was, um that was before the cat took the floater. Okay. And he missed Wait, one. No, 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 no. That, yes, that was be. We got to hmm. get the game log up because I don't want to mess this up. Because last time, last time we messed it up and people are calling us out. Yes, but there was a point where we were, where Ricky, um, it was only a two. He could have made it a one point game, but he missed yeah. a free throw. So it was a two point game. Okay. And then we that's fouled. when Randall got fouled, I think. Yep. So and this was, was a after, four point game. I think this was after the cat. You know, what, let me let me pull. You pull it up, man. Off. I don't want to. I don't want to sound. I don't want to get this wrong. But there was we we have all the moving pieces. It's just putting them together is hard for um, us because we're not. Well, you got to give us a break because we couldn't even. This think happens every game. Well, no, and it's because it's after the. So let me let me just tell you what I think happened, and if if I'm right, then you give me give me some credit in the comment section. But um, so this is what I think happened. I think Rubio. So um. I think Cat missed his shot. And then we came out of a timeout. Rubio went up, got fouled. And so we were only down by three at that point. So we could have taken a three, but Rubio went for the quick two, gets fouled, makes the first, misses the second, go down. Julius Randle gets fouled by Cat, I think, for his fifth foul, makes them both down by four. Timeout, Rubio dribbles around in circles, passes it to McDaniels, chucks up a terrible shot, and then proceeds to yell at McDaniels at half court, and then we lose the game. That's what I thought. Okay, so this is what happens. So at this point, um, the score of the game is 98-101, to the Knicks. Mm-hmm. Ricky Rubio goes down, takes the crazy floater shot, um, the one that he got fouled on. So Ricky, okay, now ad just popped up. So I'm, uh, give me a sec here. Give me a sec. Here's dropping the ball. Classic. There's an ad. Um, where is this even playing? Okay, paused. Um, so this is what happens. So Ricky Rubio gets fouled. He hits. He hits the first free throw and misses the second free throw. So the game score is 99 to 101. The Knicks are winning. Yep. Um, so Julius Randall or no, it was, um, Alex Burks. So we have to foul at this point, right? Cause there's 12 seconds left. Alex bit. Burks goes to the line. He's a great free throw shooter. 90% knocks down both of them. So the game score is 99 to one Oh three. Um, and that's when we called the timeout and then Ricky dribbled around and then gave it to Jade McDaniels for a 22 foot 
pull up, we miss. That's the end of the game. So yeah, did you see Rubio yelling at McDaniel's after the game? I did see that, and I was very mad about that. Yeah, because I'm like, why are you going to yell at him when you literally handed him a ticking time bomb? <laughs> you handed him a hot potato. Have you ever played catchphrase? No, I haven't. So it's a game where you, it's like charades, but you can't use, um, you can't do action. So you like, you have to guess, you're in a circle and you have to guess out like a word. You have a team. So it's like beeping and you have a, there's a timer and you have passed to the next person. Yeah. And so it, when it goes off, whoever's holding it, that team loses. <laughs> kind of like that. So like, it was like beep, 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 beep. And then he just handed it to McDaniels. And of course he's going to like shoot a terrible shot. He's a rookie too. He's not going to think about like, it, there's no there's five seconds left you can't even do anything no, no like you have just, to shoot it you can't it was honestly it. the stupidest thing i've ever seen so jay then, mcdaniels made the right decision yeah uh, whatever <laughs> like i, I like uh, that was so that see like if if the game before wasn't the game that got ryan fired ryan would have been his ass would have been fired after that <laughs> dude like that, that was, was the worst <laughs> worst play sequence i've ever seen in late game and they've had some bad ones and the funny that thing was is, terrible the funny thing is i had no confidence that we'd win that game <laughs> even when we're up by one uh, even when we're up by a few in the fourth quarter i'm like yeah we're gonna lose this game yeah that was uh i'm happy you know i wasn't even mad i wasn't either i was like <laughs> i'm like fine like that's just we're we're honestly just entertaining at this point on how how you can lose a game I was so Peyton and I like we're we're so used to this now that we like usually don't get too mad after they get after they lose because they do it like every game. But I don't know why the Pacers game. I was so pissed. Like it, whether it was Anthony Edwards shot or it was us just losing it because I knew we were gonna lose in overtime. So I'm like, this is stupid. Like, yeah. But well, you know now now like revitalized man we're, we're there's new energy I think around this team new energy and but it just sucks that like this is not the year yeah I mean and, dude and, like so the the greatest case scenario here is is Chris Finch comes in wins two games for every one loss we go 500 and we somehow make a ninth or a tenth seed if he if he does that he's he's the savior. Um, obviously we don't expect him to do that, but it's a possibility. It's a, it's a possibility, but he is coming into the worst team in the NBA right now. Their confidence is low. He's got to find a way to, you know, get some positives, win some games. I could see it, dude. Honestly, like this, this, Hey, this could be the year. (laughs) I mean, realistically, dude, who's going to like, I, He's Ryan's got to be the worst coach in the NBA, right? He well, he's not a head coach anymore. He was he was the worst head coach in the NBA, and I mean, yeah, it sucks for him, but um, but we're happy now, I guess. Everyone's happy. This is a this is a great day. So what were our what were so our opinions on Ryan were we we were very empathetic towards Ryan, and then I I think it was a week and a half ago or two weeks ago, I, there was a game I got so fired up about that. I put out a fire Saunders tweet. Yeah. You said, uh, and I broke our, uh, I broke our opinion. So I had to Peyton told me, you like, yeah, you like, you put it out, you have to roll with it. So yeah. I was rolling it with it for the last week and a half, I guess. Yeah. I was always a big, I wasn't a big Saunders guy. Cause I don't think anyone was a big <laughs> the right Saunders mind guy. is, but like, That's I was Dane just, Moore. Yeah. Dane Moore is a big Saunders guy. He doesn't like to admit it, but he he is a big Saunders guy. <laughs> but for me, I'm just like, 
like I can't I can't blame him because like he's just in a terrible situation but the basketball mind in me comes out and sometimes I'm just like this guy is just not there's just no offense sometimes well and just like some of the smart stuff that like I love that's what I love about basketball I love the little like hidden rules that like coaches exploit like what they were talking about with the free throws last game yeah like how they do a sub between free throws to ice the um to ice the shooter at the end of the game yeah or like Tibbs when his player fouled out he took the because you get a minute after your player fouls out a lot of people don't know this you get one minute to decide who um who comes in and Norland's Noel was standing on the court for a minute because you can do that and you can do that at any level of basketball if you're a fifth grade basketball coach watching this and one of your players fouls out you can do that. And the refs probably won't even know what you're doing, but you can actually do that. So like, that's the stuff that I love about basketball. I was talking about it this morning, actually with one of my good buddies. And um, so there's a play, if you're inbounding the ball on like a full court press or under the basket, you're one of your on the baseline, one of your teammates can come out of bounds, can run out of bounds parallel to you and you can pass the ball to them. And then you can step out and they can pass it back to you. Yeah, and you can you That's can also legal. run the baseline like there's a ton yeah. of stuff. And like so, if someone cr- and if someone crosses the line, like the uh, the baseline, like the invisible wall, it's a technical foul. So if you're getting pressed, and you run out of bounds and they pass it to you, but your defender crosses the line, that's a technical, and you get two shots and the ball. Yeah, and like it's, that's just the stuff I never. Saw from, that's the stuff I never saw from Ryan, and I love that stuff. And I I love I love just like because the Raptors did this to us a lot where there'd just be like just a bunch of movement from the offense. And then you just, some guy gets wide open under yep. the basket and they score an easy layup. And then I go back and I rewind and I watch the plan. I'm like, Oh my gosh, look at all the back screens. Look at all the flares. Yeah. Look at everything they just did to get a free bucket. Like that is something we, that we, I, this is so sad, but when's the last time you guys have seen like a bucket that was just free? Like we've just had a wide open cutter. We never. Nothing's easy with this team, and we need some easy buckets. Every team gets easy buckets. That's how you win games. That's how you pull away is by getting easy buckets. And like another thing, I was saying, like I don't know, I don't think I was actually talking about Ryan Saunders. I was talking about a different head coach that I'm not going to name, but I just don't think he's a great head coach. But um, I was at the end of a game, you should have six plays at least, depending on where the ball is, who's hot that game that you can just pull out and draw up and you don't need to be like, you should always have these plays just drawn up and there should be in your back pocket and you should have these set plays, you know, work that can get a shot at least at the end of a game. And I just don't see that with Ryan. I don't see that with a lot of coaches and that's just really frustrating for me because that's just so simple. It's just really confusing when you have a really hot player and then he doesn't touch the ball for the rest of the game or doesn't even take a shot in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And another thing I want to see with this guy is I don't want to see these stupid robotic schedules of substitutions. I want, I want them to be more like the Pacers where actually human basketball. If a player is playing well, you keep them in the game. And if someone's playing bad, you take them out of the game and you don't have to go on these. It's it's allowed. It's allowed to play the bench with the starters. It's, it's not a, it's not a, it's not written hockey do that it's not a carl anthony towns kentucky team remember when they did the platoon yeah they had it, such it, a good team oh, that they just God, had two man. even platoons i think they had booker and, and towns but like this is the nba you can you can play beasley with the second unit you can play anthony edwards with the second unit it's okay yeah i i it, i mean we we've been rambling on for a little bit so we can close it up here but it's it's an exciting time you know to 
to hopefully see some wins. End of an era, man. End of an era. Start of a of a new era. Trust the process. Um, thank you guys for watching. And this is this will be available on Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts. And it it would if you guys are interested in us having it on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, it it'd be nice to know that because we do have to pay a little fee every month. And if and if it's not really like something that's catching interest, like it just for now, I guess we probably won't keep doing that. But if it's something that you guys want us to keep doing, we'll for sure keep it up. So it'd be nice to kind of know that. But um, thanks for watching, guys. Um, it's kind of a bittersweet end to an era, end to losing in the fourth quarter, and we're just looking forward. See you guys later.